Welcome back to another edition of the Main Event Heat Podcast. I am your host, Rob Weathers. Today's episode is going to be short and sweet. Let's just, let's talk about Main Event Heat for a few minutes. You know, where we've been, where we're going, everything in between. The last few months have been pretty eventful for the Main Event Heat Podcast. You know, whenever we got started, I had no idea really like what the ceiling was going to be, like how far can this thing go? And over the last, I'd say in the last month, all of my prior expectations have been completely shattered. I'm starting to think that I made the right decision whenever I started this podcast. I do this, I feel like I do this every week, but I'm going to continue to do this. Thank you to everyone who has been listening, especially those of you who have been sticking around since the beginning. I really appreciate the support. I want to take a few minutes and be completely transparent with you guys, and I want to talk about the show's performance. And I want to talk about, you know, for anybody listening that might have uh, aspirations of making their own podcast, maybe you can take some of the information that I've gathered in the last few months of doing this show and you can use that to your advantage in starting your own show. So first things first, one of the things that I noticed, and I didn't notice this until after the first episode dropped because I, you know, a lot of people, whenever they're naming their episodes in their own personal back catalogs, they abbreviate things. And I really wish I would have realized that main event heat abbreviated is meh. I don't know if that's been a detriment to the show or not. I think clearly we're doing okay without it, but I I can't help but feel like a lot of people probably look at the title and go, meh? (laughs) That's so stupid. I hate that. So something that a lot of people have problems with starting off, I guess unless they're like a celebrity or, you know, I've had prior experience on similar platforms, is getting an audience. I was lucky enough that I was on another podcast before this one, so I at least had a few people coming over from that, but that's that's really all I had in the beginning. And I've talked a little bit about with the YouTube channel, I didn't want to announce that until I hit 100 plays overall on the podcast. And it took a while to hit 100 plays. Like, that took, shit, probably a couple of months, I think. But once I hit it, I've, it's been off to the races since then. Within about two months, I finally hit a hundred plays. I put out the, the YouTube teaser video by the time that teaser video aired, which was like less than a week later, I was already at 200 plays. And then a couple of weeks after that, I was at 300 and now I'm on my way to 400 all within just a few months. I know for some people that doesn't sound like that's a big number, but for a lot of people that are starting a podcast from scratch, that's doing pretty well. That's about all you can expect. An expectation that a lot of people have, well, I'll start getting some ad revenue and I'll start making me a bunch of money off this podcast. Let me tell you something right now. I've got ad rev. You're not going to make a lot of money off this podcast. I, I want to start branching out and uh, I, I know a lot of people that have their own businesses. And obviously, you know, I know a lot of wrestlers. I'm about to start reaching out to people and asking them if they want to buy ad space because, you know, while I I 100% appreciate Anchor for giving me the opportunity to do an ad read for them, I'm just going to tell you guys right now, without divulging into exactly what that entails, it's it's nothing. Like, it's not it's not any kind of money that's... Uh, that, that, It's not worth writing home about. I'll put it to you that way. Even if you had a podcast that got 
thousands of plays every week. This is not, this isn't even enough money to pay one of my bills. You know, like I can't even pay my water bill with this, but it's not about the money, but I feel like a lot of people get into the stuff like this, get into these, these, uh, these entertainment avenues, if you will, thinking that, you know, I'm going to hit my stride and start making some real money off of this. It's, it, it doesn't always work like that. And if that's your aspiration, if you want to get into something like this for the money, I can tell you right now, keep your day job, a hundred percent, keep your day job because it's, it's really hard to make money like this. Even in professional wrestling, I work with so many wrestlers that still hold down a 40 hour a week job, just like myself. I can only name a couple of guys off the top of my head that don't have to work shoot jobs and they all work for impact. So take with that information as you will. Another thing that I was noticing, you know, I was experimenting with all of these different uh, formats for episodes. I was like, okay, I want to do some top 10 lists. I want to do some watch alongs. I, I want to do some, some weekend reviews, stuff like that. And I noticed I, the first episode that really kind of took off was a current event type episode. It was the CM Punk. It was right after the CM Punk debut. And I did the top 10 surprise AEW debuts. That was my first episode that kind of took off, I guess, because it was like a current event type situation. And just a few weeks after that, NXT has their 2.0 rebrand. So I decide to go back and watch the original NXT rebrand. That is also my other episode that just skyrocketed. Those two episodes are like neck and neck. They're like one play behind the other one. I think the AEW surprise one is, is one play above the NXT watch along. And then my next most listened to episode, which I have no idea why, is the episode from a couple of weeks ago, the time I got fired from my last podcast. Kind of aggravating because I did not promote that episode whatsoever. That episode is the only one that does not have ad revenue. All the other ones, I, I threw the anchor ad on every other episode except for that one. But that one is my third most listened to episode. And you got to think for a second, okay, why is that? I think that people read that juicy title and said, ooh, this is the kind of thing I want to hear. So that's something I need to keep in mind going forward. Are people really looking at the titles and basing whatever the title is on if they want to listen to it or not? Maybe that's how I attract uh, new audience members. That's something I've got to be thinking about now. How many times have you been in a movie store? I know that, you know, movie stores aren't really a thing anymore, but think about when we were younger and we would go to Blockbuster. How many times did you see a cool looking movie just based on the case? You went, oh, that looks dope. I want to rent that. Maybe even in a library. How many times have you seen a book that had a dope cover? Oh, I want to rent that. I guess the same thing applies for podcast titles. I don't know. Now, as far as listenership goes, something that has been really, really cool is the fact that not only people in the United States are listening to this show, people from all over the world are listening to this show. Currently, I, I've count, I think I've got 20 different states in the United States that have been listening to Main Event Heat. The two most popular states have been, one, Georgia, which makes sense. That's where I live. A lot of people from around the Atlanta area have been listening to the show. And the other, the second most popular one has been Michigan. There is a shitload of people in Michigan. 
listening to this show. I can actually see like what cities people are listening to the show in. And I've got nine different cities on here in Michigan. That's awesome. Yo, other other big states that listen to the show. Uh, I've got apparently a, a pretty big population of people in Virginia that listen to the show. New York got a got a handful of different cities in New York listen to the show. Florida's another one. Several cities in Florida listening to the show. So yeah, all over the country, everywhere. Um, it, it seems like mostly the the well, we've got pretty much everybody in the southeast. A good bit of states in the Northeast, not a whole lot out West. Like there is a few cities in California listening to the show, but that's about it. So I need to figure out, all right, I, that's, that's my next market. I need to try to find a way to tackle the West side of the United States of America. I've got the East side on lock. I got Pennsylvania here. I got, I got Alabama. I need to go get the West side. West side. Outside of just people in the United States listening to the show, I have got people from five different countries listening to this show. That is just fucking wild to me. Including the United States. We've got the United States. We've got Germany, Canada, the United Kingdom, and Brazil. Apparently, a decent population of people in Germany listen to the show. Do you guys even understand what the fuck I'm saying? This is awesome. If, if any of you guys are listening right now that are in Germany, Canada, United Kingdom, Brazil, what's up, guys? Thanks so much for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. It, it blows my mind every time I see a new country pop up on this, uh, on this little your listener section of Anchor. That's so cool. Another thing, you know, I, I can also see what platforms people are listening to. And most people, over 50%, are listening to the show on Apple Podcasts. Which explains why over the last month I have actually trended on the Apple Podcast charts a couple of times. I think the highest that the show got was 119. Hopefully in the next few weeks maybe. Hopefully we can crack 100. That'd be super cool. But I mean just getting the chart to begin with is amazing. I remember whenever I first noticed that the show was charting. I went to go look where we were. And I noticed that we were one place behind Chavo Guerrero's podcast and one place ahead of the Blue Meanies podcast. So suck it, Meanie. My show's better. I'm joking. I absolutely love the Blue Meanie. But that was just so cool for me. Like to think like I'm a fucking nobody and my podcast is charting ahead of a fucking ECW original. That's so wild to me. Uh, Another thing I can see is age groups. A lot of people in my age group, 28 to 34. That is over 60% of this audience. Uh, a little bit of people younger, you know, uh, a few percent of people between 23 and 27, and then a good chunk of people between 35 and 44. But that's really it. I've got nobody under 23 listening to the show, apparently, and nobody over 44 listening to the show. So that's the next thing. We got to find out. We got to we got to find out how we're going to get that geriatric market. That's going to be the next thing. I want senior citizens listening to the show. I think you guys would really enjoy this shit. All I do is just rant all the time. You guys would fucking love this show. <laughs> Another thing that I could see is is the gender of people listening to the show. A whole lot of dudes. <laughs> it's it's a whole lot of dudes. Almost a hundred percent, guys. It's it's almost a hundred percent, guys. Uh, so what's up, homies? Thanks so much for for dropping in and listening to the show. I appreciate it. Next thing, we got to figure out how to get everybody else uh, in that market. We've, we 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 got to just we got to branch out. We can't just have a bunch of dudes listening to the show. It's a fucking sausage fest. Goddamn, guys. <laughs> Tell everybody that you know. Tell tell all of your non-binary friends. Tell all your female friends. We need to diversify a little bit, guys. <laughs> but honestly, I could care less who listens to the show as long as you're listening. That's, that's the only thing I care about. But so that's how the show's been doing. 
And, you know, in, in my eyes, this is, this is a huge win. This is a great success. Great success. That's that. This show is, like I said earlier, blowing away expectations. So I want to talk about what's coming up next. Well, I am going to continue doing some of the stuff that I've already been doing. I like doing top tens. If I can do one top ten every month, we're good. Uh, I want to do a watch along, maybe one watch along every month, every six weeks or so. Those are easy. You know, it's, it's super easy to just, it's just, it's just us watching the show together. And I think those are a lot of fun to do. And it's also less that I have to edit because I can't really edit me doing the watch along because then you guys will be completely out of time. Uh, as far as interviews, I don't have my next one lined up yet, but here in a couple of weeks, I am going to be, let's say very busy. I, I will be I will be out on the road for at least three days straight in a couple of weeks doing wrestling shows every night. So I'm sure I'll talk to one of the homies about coming on and doing an interview. I might even have my portable podcast rig with me whenever I do these shows. But interviews aren't a huge priority for me right now. I would like to do them maybe every couple of months or so. I do really like the two interviews that I've done so far with Zicky and with TJ. Those have been great. So we'll we'll see what happens next. See who I can get for the next one. I would also like to try a new format on the show. I've had this idea about doing something like pro wrestling in pop culture. There have been all these different movies and TV shows that I've tried tackling the pro wrestling subject matter. And so many of them don't do a very good job because they just don't get it. And that that fascinates me more than anything is like I feel like nobody in Hollywood has been able to perfectly capture the uh, let's call it the magic that is professional wrestling. Even the the people that have done good, like obviously there's the wrestler that came out over 10 years ago now with Mickey Rourke. That is a very good movie. Uh, Heels just recently finished their first season with Stephen Amell. Uh, pretty good show, but it's definitely far from perfect. I want to talk about those things. I want to do like like reviews of, you know, I want to, I think the first episode I might do this next week, even because I just finished the the season, I might do a review of the entire first season of Heels. It's going to be super spoiler heavy. So I'll make sure to let you guys know about that. You know, there's a lot of stuff that I want to talk about, like, like how accurate is that show to the actual world of professional wrestling? I'll be honest with you guys. They get right now, they get about half of it, right? <laughs> and the other half, they couldn't be further off. Uh, yeah. Do you guys remember back in the day that 70s show had a wrestling episode? Let's do a fucking watch along for that. You know, I want to do stuff like that. I want to talk about the times that pro wrestling has infiltrated the world of Hollywood, because I think that that's so interesting. And I think that not a lot of people are really talking about that. And just about pro wrestling is such an odd entity that nobody's really been able to get it right. And that just, it's so fascinating to me. So I want to incorporate that into the show. Maybe, maybe once every month, add it on with the, uh, with the watch alongs and with the, with the top 10 list, we'll do a, you know, we'll do a pro wrestling in pop culture episode. That'll be a new little series that we'll start on the podcast. Another thing, uh, as I talked about earlier, there is the YouTube channel. Right now, kind of barren, not a whole lot on the YouTube channel, but I had an idea. I want to do some exclusive YouTube content. I want to do actual videos that the only way you can watch them is by watching them on YouTube. 
And the first idea that I got, I know that this is something a lot of people enjoy doing. I know a lot of people have their own videos doing this, but I know a lot of people enjoy tier ranking. So I think that's going to be the first thing that I try. I want to do some tier ranking videos. Maybe, I don't know, whatever you guys want to see. You want to see me rank the, the best WrestleMania matches? Do you want to see me rank different world titles? Do you want to see me rank whatever, whatever you guys got? Rank promotions. I don't care. I want to give that a shot. And I think that's going to be some YouTube exclusive content that I'm going to try to do every couple of weeks. So stay tuned for that. If you haven't already, go find Main Event Heat on YouTube and subscribe for some new exclusive content. If you would like to support the show, head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Rob Weathers, where you can pick up one of several t-shirt designs, including the brand new Main Event Heat podcast shirt. That's ProWrestlingTees.com slash R-O-B-W-E-A-T-H-E-R-S. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Rob Weathers. One last thing I want to talk about before, before I get out of here. I've talked to you guys a lot about, you know, if you, if you want to write into the show, if you've got feedback, if you've got questions, suggestions, literally anything, you can go to MainEventHeat at Yahoo.com. Well, I finally got something the other day, and this was very pleasant. This, this email actually came from a good friend of mine named Steven. Me and Steven grew up together. I've known this guy for over 20 years, and I had no idea he was listening to the show. And this, this, this brought a huge smile to my face whenever I got this email. I'm going to go ahead and read it for you guys right now. It says, <clears throat> Rob, love the podcast. Not sure if I agree with your top 10 favorite matches, but hey, everyone is entitled to their opinion. But come on, man. How can you not have Shawn Michaels versus Kurt Angle at WrestleMania 21 on your top 10 list? <laughs> uh, I'll tell you why, Stephen. I'll tell you why that's not on my top 10 list. Because I don't remember the match. That's why. You know, uh, I what WrestleMania match did I put on that list? I put Kurt Angle versus Eddie. I can remember that match vividly in my head. I didn't look up any videos or anything in preparation for that episode. Everything that I talked about was 100% off the top of my head. And the Shawn Michaels versus Kurt Angle match, while I imagine it was very good, I know for a fact I watched it live whenever it happened. I don't remember it. That's why it didn't make the top 10 list. I remember Sexy Kurt leading up to it. I remember the feud. That shit was funny. But uh, but yeah, I don't remember the match very much. But hey, you know what, Steven? I, I want to get your top 10 favorite matches, buddy. Send them to me. I'll read them here on the show. I'd love to hear them. Uh, and another thing, you know, my top 10 favorite matches, if I redid that list tomorrow, it would probably be different. You know, I... Like I said, I just went off the top of my head with that one. I, I did not take a lot of time coming up with that list. I can tell you right now, Jericho Omega Wrestle Kingdom will always be number one. That Car Noir and Ilya Dragunov trilogy will always be high up there just because, like I said, like that trilogy made me realize that wrestling is more than just wrestling. I don't think the Velveteen Dream Aleister Black match stays on the top ten. I do think it was great. It did a lot for me as a fan. You know, it was a feud that I wasn't into going into the match. And then the match happened. I was like, oh, fuck, this is actually amazing. So I don't know, man. My, my list would look a lot different. But uh, that I'm sure that was a hell of a match. Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 21. I'll need to, I'm, I think I'm going to go back and watch it. I haven't seen that match since it aired. And he also wrote, just listen to the watch along with Danielson and Suzuki. I'd like to get your reaction to the death match AEW tried to do earlier this year. Keep up the good work. Steven, I love you so much. I see you got your uh, your cell phone number at the end of this. I will be sure to be texting you here soon, buddy. I haven't talked to you in a long time. My reaction to the, I guess you're talking about the barbed wire death match that took place earlier this year. You know, going into it, 
I really wasn't looking forward to it. Like I thought it was neat, you know, and, and I do appreciate that Tony Khan is such a wrestling fan that he wants to, I looked at this match as, as paying tribute to FMW shit. I think even, I think, uh, Moxley even came out basically doing like an Onita cosplay, if I'm not mistaken for this match, you know, and I do appreciate that these guys love pro wrestling and, and this match I could look at as this is kind of their own personal love letter to FMW, but I really wasn't looking forward to it. And I think it more had to do with their feud. This was their third match and the first match was fantastic. The first match was that lights out match and I fucking loved it. Then they had the the match that I think it was just a normal singles match where Kenny won the title, which that match was whatever, you know, it made sense, but I, I wasn't super into it. And then by the time we got here, I'm like, okay, can we move on? Like, can we just, can somebody else step in here? I, I don't really want to see this. I was never really excited for it. I'm not a big deathmatch fan. I love street fights. Like like I, I said earlier, the, the Lights Out match. That Lights Out match with Moxley and Omega, I thought was very, very good. I had, I don't know if you remember Austin. He used to, he used to ride the school bus with us when we were kids. He used to live down the street from me. But, uh, you know, me and Austin, you know, been best friends, been playing music together for a long time. He was actually here to visit whenever that pay-per-view happened. I think it was Revolution 2019. Was it Revolution or Full Gear? No, it wasn't Revolution. It was it was it was either Full Gear or All Out. One of those. It was a fall pay per view. But he was here. We were doing an album, and that pay per view was on. And you know, he doesn't watch wrestling whatsoever. When that Moxley Omega match happened, he was a hundred percent invested. He was like, "Oh, this is fucking sweet." <laughs> and I love that match. I really, really love that match. You know, I love street fights. I was there for the first Fighter Fest whenever Moxley wrestled. Janela in that lights out match. Really love that one. But death matches is a little too much for me. You know, like I know they brought in Nick Gage to have a little a little match with with Jericho recently and shit like the light tubes and the fucking pizza cutter and all that. That's just not really for me. So yeah, like the the barbed wire stuff. I understand why some people are into it. It's not really my thing. So I already wasn't really invested. And I think even if I would have been invested, the second that you see Bryce Rimsburg wearing the fucking hazmat suit before the bell even rings, I was like, that's it. They, this match is just goofy. I don't, I don't want any part of this shit. And then of course there's the finish, you know, where the, instead of the ring exploding, a few sparklers went off. That fucking sucks. I actually feel terrible for them that that happened and they had to sell it. Eddie Kingston had to sit there and sell like he had been blown up. Now, I understand what they were going for. Once again, that was an homage to FMW. I cannot remember the match. I think it was Onita against somebody else and Onita had had was had covered the body of the guy that he had just wrestled because he didn't want him to get blown up in the ring or some shit like that. I can't remember the exact match. I, I probably should have looked it up before I started talking about it. As you can tell, that's a problem with me. I try to go off the top of my head as much as I can. But that in itself, the thing with Kingston and Moxley, was a callback to FMW. So like I said, I saw what they were trying to do. And like I said, I do appreciate that these guys, Tony Khan is a wrestling historian. These guys are all wrestling fans. But... Not really for me. And then, of course, the sparklers go off. I was watching that show live, and I got a, uh, I got a good giggle out of that. That shit was fucking wild. That's what I think. 
If you would like to write into the show yourself, whether you have suggestions, questions, feedback, literally anything, you can do so at maineventheat at yahoo.com. If you would like to follow me on social media, you can do so at SweetSexyRob on Instagram and Twitter. That's going to be it for me today. Thank you guys so much for listening to this, this quick episode, this quick update on the past and future of Main Event Heat. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show every week. I really, really appreciate the support. I will continue to tell you guys how much I appreciate it as long as this show is on the air. If you would like to support the show monetarily, the best way you can do that is by going to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Rob Weathers and picking up one of the t-shirt designs I've got over there. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, mostly gentlemen, (laughs) because that's all that listen to the show. God damn it. Once again... Thanks for hanging out.